Two guys in the mic with our producer Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers Come and take a seat with the combo we provide Every Tuesday, it's the Blood Survival Guide Two guys in the mic with our producer Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers Come and take a seat with the combo we provide Every Tuesday, it's the Blood Survival Guide What's a blur? That's a black eye who's also a nerd Reading comics, watching anime, haven't you heard? It's Jeremy J and Miriam Talking to Delirium, Naruto, then Marvel, then DC Are you Pop culture reverence pull them out periodically. We sing up movies with the comments canonically, and we watch a lot of TV. It's our virtual reality. I guarantee one day we'll have a TV show on NBC. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blood Survival Guide. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blood Survival Guide. Hey! It's the voice of Alpha God. Podcast. Live and in living color. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, Welcome to the Blood of Alpha God 20th episode podcast, live and in living color. <laughs> Guys, we did it. It's 20 episodes in. Um, for those who are on our live on Sunday, uh, we appreciate you for being here with us. Uh, we are currently still live as we record the podcast, but we're also going to be releasing this episode on Tuesday like we normally do, just to give you guys a look at uh, how we do things. Um, we gave a back uh, a background, behind-the-scenes look. I uh, had a little Q&A session with a bunch of our listeners and viewers of the lives. As and well as some friends and collaborators that we've worked with in the past. Yeah, and, and prayerfully we're going to hope work with them more in the future. We're going to have some more guests uh, in the future as well. But we are here at number 20. We made it. Jay, I'm... I'm excited. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. I'm your co-host, Jay. And Jay, how are you doing today on the 20th podcast? I'm excited to be here. Uh, you know, it was a really rough week for me. Um, so, like, this week, a lot of you all know that I started a job. Yeah, Thanks, I did Jay. post it on the, yeah. on the, on the Blurred Survival Guide. Uh, well, Instagram. folks, it took me three days to realize that this job was not a good fit for me. And it I was no not. longer work with the organization. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. However, I am excited because now I get the opportunity to spend more time working on the Blurred Survival Guide podcast. Woo! I get to spend more time working on my social work licensure. Woo! And I get to spend more time working on NASW Alabama. But I am so happy to be here with you on the 20th episode talking about what we're going to talk about today. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, Miriam has a surprise look on her face. Um, what are, we all, are we okay? Yeah, no, we're good. It was just creepy because we just ordered tacos. Right. right? See, that's what happens with Samsung. They be Google. listening. Yeah. Detail. Yeah. This is some NSA level said, stuff. I said I wanted barbacoa tacos. Yeah, like no, it, it's happened multiple times. Um, by the way, Jay, I'm doing fantastic because this is the 20th episode. We are here. <laughs> um, but uh, quick little story time. John was uh, looking up because he's moving out soon out right. to California, and right. we were talking about that. I have my phone in the room with him. This is John talking. I haven't said a word about moving out, about apartments or anything. Okay. I'm in my room about an hour later. I'm just patrolling and scrolling through Facebook. Oh, God. All of a sudden, I see apartments in Fresno, California. No! 
These, I am in Birmingham, Alabama, people. Like with no intentions on moving. No, but because my roommate John it was like, yeah, we're looking at these apartments, da 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 da, in Fresno, California. Because those words were spoken, my phone there's, and Google. You know, there's and a Facebook. way to turn off like that listening thing that they do. I know, but and it's, I, mean, it's, I did it on my phone because like that's that's too accurate, bro. Like that's. Oh, without a doubt, but like you can like you filter don't have to it. See it. More. I don't <laughs> have to know that you listen in. <laughs> you know, oh, I saw this thing on TikTok where they have um they had someone's iPhone because you know like you've got the um the facial recognition to open your phone now. Right, right. You know that thing is taking a picture of your face like actively every fifty seconds or something like I that. I wouldn't be surprised. Like they because like they put up like this. Special this thing that like captures the light that you show, will show like that special light that's happening when they take the picture. And it just like kept flashing on the on the person. It was so much, man. Like that had me so shook. It had yeah, me it, so shook. Sorry about that. Yeah. You sent no, us on a, you, you did send stuff. us on a little bit of a tangent thing. Hey, it would freak anybody out. I know, I, I got you. I think that's completely reasonable. Yeah. But like not even five minutes. No. You just made this order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, like you said, it's episode twenty. Um, we are in for a doozy of an episode. If you we're covering were on a lot lives, of topics today. We are. Uh, if you were on our lives, you uh, saw us go off the rails with all of our answers and just talking to each other and <laughs> laughing with all of our listeners and viewers. And uh, today we're just going to talk about um, stuff. <laughs> Jeremy's yeah. gonna sit here and act like it's not like we're talking about just random stuff. Things have happened in the world that we want to discuss, such as <laughs> the Loki finale just finished, as well as uh, I saw the new Space Jam movie, Space Jam: A New Legacy, today. And Miriam and I haven't had the opportunity to watch Space Jam, so we're gonna try and limit the spoilers. Yeah. But we're also gonna watch it immediately following the podcast. Yeah. Today, so it's not like. Anything that Jeremy says is going to bother us that much because we're going to get to see it very shortly. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to talk about that. And then I'm going to talk about something because I've been going through challenges. I'm going to talk about the MCU and the mental health themes and such that are present. So, Jeremy, I think why? We, well, I was going to say, I think we should make that the meat of the episode. Yeah. The, the mental health and MCU. Then I can use my weekly blurb for okay. my half and half of the Loki finale I'm as well as the yeah so I'm fine with that um so like what I you know like so this week obviously like what's happened to me has challenged my mental health of like, course I have found myself you know questioning my profession questioning like values that I bring to like the world and like whatnot and I think that there's a lot of that happening in the MCU because Changes are happening mm -hmm. that are outside the control of the different characters that are present. Right. And we're, we've gotten to really witness how they have addressed the challenges in their life. And I think, like, the first that, and like we've gotten a firsthand view of it through the. the through the, WandaVision, the, through Captain. Uh, Falcon, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Soldier Captain America and Winter Soldier, and now Loki, yeah. Honestly, like, I, I it's. It's really like inspirational for me it's eye-opening for me like, well because like I, you know like since we've talked about how you and i have leaned on television and movies to serve us to serve as you know those i don't know points of contact where we are 
we're using them as coping mechanisms, right? Like we, we oh, learn from yeah. them, we get lessons that are present, and like we lean on TV as a, you know, teacher, as an escape, as, as an a escape teacher, and a teacher yeah. all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And, parent figure. Exactly. I mean, like I said, like no things talk, things yeah. that we've discussed we in previous discussed. episodes. Exactly. Um, no, like I mean, like I said, like we uh, like one division. Uh, I remember, I remember saying in our, one of our episode in one of our episodes when we talked about one division that it is. It came out essentially to be an escape, and I, that, I was given that as a personal. I didn't say it in that podcast, but I, I was given that as a personal anecdote. Was that it was, it was an escape from everything that was going on in the world, and that's what that was. It that really, was what yeah, it need, that's it what like, I needed. Because it came out going. during the pandemic, right? It came out, well, it came out in January, and that's when the uh, the coup happened in uh, right. in Washington. Right. Uh, the right. pandemic was still at its height right before the vaccines really started. Yep. Um, and it was just it was. One of the darkest times in history at that point, right? And right, one division right. came out, and it was just like me personally. I was like, "Cool, I can watch this, have my mind on this, and not have to think about what's going on in my actual life." Which is super freaking meta for the show, right? right? Like that's because of the exactly, things that were happening in that show. Well, that's exactly the one the Maximoff is going through. Like when we learn by watching the show, which if you haven't watched the show, you you should, and you know that. Um, what she used to escape the trauma of Sarkovia and like that stuff and the, and the, 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 the experiments and everything yeah. were these classic television shows, which mm-hmm. then becomes her coping mechanism for dealing with the death of vision. Yeah. And I yeah. mean like that. <laughs> so like we see, so, and I'm saying that because I, um, really again, find myself leaning on TV shows to deal with the coping that I'm having to go through as, you know, sources of guidance mm-hmm. for, you know, like modeling even because I'm watching these characters go through like these terribly traumatic events and I'm seeing them exemplify like how they're like through like the, the characters, like choice and choices of action. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing them deal with like their different, sh- their shit. Yeah, their shit. Their, you know, like, their struggles. Their, exactly. I mean, they come, they come up and um, even in Loki, he's he's dealing with depression. All but I think, the whole time. without a doubt, yeah. without a, and I, but I think like the one that I resonate the most with is in Captain America and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. because you know Anthony Mackie is, so, is a mental health worker. He's someone that counsels veterans. Yeah, that have like gone through PTSD, and, yeah. and then you know he's trying all, to get back into normal, into a normal, a normal for it, the for themselves. It, exactly, and like you know, Captain Rogers, who at that time was counseling folks who were dealing with the snap. Oh, with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, were dealing with an end game, and I mean, I think that for me. That resonates with me and my profession because, you know, I do do mental health work mm-hmm. and I'm like, OK, so do I need to go to therapy <laughs> like after like this? The crap that has happened to me has happened. And like, do I need to, you know, maybe try and find someone that I can talk to about like the, the things that are troubling my brain right that are, that are just going going on and going through that, uh, that I don't necessarily have the experience to overcome without like, you know suggested guidance right you know no i i, com- I completely agree um 
for those who can't afford it, I definitely think they should. If you can't afford it, Jay, you did, I, I feel like you should. Um, and there, because there is a stigma that black men, that black people shouldn't go to therapy because it's, it's you, beca- you become a you become a pariah within your own community for some people. But because that stigma is slowly changing, it is, it is, and I think that like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, it, or the Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, yeah. is do it plays a role in that because like the destigmatization of therapy in the black community is so necessary right because not everybody can just go to church no and i mean church can only go so far church, i completely church only, only did so did so much um for you yeah because i mean church is enough for some people right yeah, like yeah. like some people like that's their that is a place therapy. of, that's of their therapy comfort that's, their, their, that's their safe space yeah uh, I, it was my safe space for a while and, until it was change. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the safest way to put it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it can be like that, yeah. you know. And so, like, I think what I'm really enjoying about the MCU right now is that we're getting a lot of coping models for dealing with trauma. Oh, definitely. Which you know, I mean, that's like a historical thing in. Marvel and in comics, right, to address cultural challenges. And for us, in our generation, and in our current culture and society, mm-hmm. mental health is an overarching challenge. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And I mean, you know, obviously in our parents' generation and in our grandparents' generation, mental health wasn't a active conversation because, like, a lot of people were, like, deemed kooks. Or weirdos yeah, for trying to were, talk about their feelings, yeah, right? Uh, like you, you were, you were not, you weren't allowed to talk about your feelings, especially, no. especially a black man. No, exactly. You, you, uh, you, you it, it was definitely to to feel your feelings as a black man in the eighties. I don't even like was or like, leading up to the sixties, seventies, eighties, all those times, nineties, early two thousands. It was equated to not taking care of your family, which mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like, how am I supposed to take care of my family? But I can't handle my own mental health. Right. No. It, but I guess not talking about it was deemed how how it was handling how like was no, handling push, it, right? pushing it down and not talking about it. Yeah, that was the only way you would be able to handle it, and you you just couldn't. You you couldn't talk about it. Like you weren't allowed to talk about it. Conceal, don't feel. Exactly. You know. No, that, that, true. Exactly. <laughs> true. That's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, going back to to the MCU, to the the shows that have come out with uh, the MCU t- TV shows. Uh, one, like I said, One Division was my escape um, from reality, just like how it was for Wanda. She needed right. a escape from reality. Right. Right. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it put that reality in my face. It, right, it helped me right. grasp, yeah, and it helped me grasp the concept of what was going on in the world. Because I, I for one, don't like watching politics, listening to politics, knowing about. So I don't. I I try to stay out of that because I I'm not well versed in it. But I'm also I know just enough to pass. You know, pass you, know you know that you have to care about it because it impacts your life. Exactly. But I don't want to. I'm not. One That's of those not your that field, like, though. Exactly, and so I don't, I don't try to stay in that field. But I was happy. I'm happy that Falcon and Winter Soldier was. It put it into terms that I was. I was able to understand it. And I hear you. I hear where you're coming from. It, it helped me see how we how we live as a culture today, as opposed to how it was back when 
like I said, like when Isaiah Bradley was when, exactly, up exactly, and coming, and exactly. It's like he wasn't he he wasn't allowed to be Captain America because he was black. But now you have Sam Wilson, who is mm-hmm. black, who is Captain America. It mm-hmm. just shows how times have changed, but also the ramifications of being a black Captain America right. can affect a person. Right, and you kind of put that in real world terms. You have it was it was going back to Obama's legacy. Yeah, right. You wouldn't. Back when my mom was around my age, you wouldn't see a black president. You wouldn't no. see anybody even attempt to touch being a black president. Shirley Chisholm th- tried th- when she was in the 80s. But you can't think of, but like that, but that, the unfortunate thing is, is like that, that's not even like a taught piece of history in school. No. No, like, like you had to learn that because someone else knew it. Like exactly. it wasn't, a, and, and you happened to be in the right space for them to share it with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was like a common piece of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Much like, like, much, that generational gap and that like lack of conversation created like a a, a hellstorm for for a lot of people and an entire generation that I am proud to say that our generation is actively fighting against. Oh, definitely. Through, we through so many different mediums of conversation you know like you're seeing it on podcasts people talk about mental health non-stop oh, yeah, but that, you're also now seeing it in mainstream media like television streaming content it's being put in front of you ease of access to see these things come to life um i mean our pat our the generation that taught us literally told us to be the change and now they're afraid that we're changing things you know, it's always interesting to me when, uh, <laughs> when like they adults really did preach to us the, that we need to be the change that we need to see in the world, and mm-hmm. then when it we comes start time to, <laughs> to bring it, they're very they're always so resistant. You know, they're always threatened by the change, by change. and it's like so I said, it turned from be the change to why are you it's changing? freaking <laughs> convenient don't you think oh yeah like it, it's so convenient for folks to like just see the change happening and be like uh i don't know but real in reality you told us that this is what you wanted you, us to you do you told us you told us tv told us movies have told us yeah that we need to change that we need to Rebel against the patriarchy, the the monarchy, the yeah, the powerful people. We need to rebel. We we've had this is a, so many movie franchises: Harry Potter, yeah, Hunger Games. Um, that was just like Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious, yeah, <laughs> Family, you know. <laughs> um, that they teach us to rebel. Right? Yeah, they teach us that being a rebel doesn't mean that you're on the wrong side of history. That's the real shit. And that that dates all the way back to like 1975 with freaking star wars literally the rebels right their names right were the good fighting guys. against the empire you right to overthrow the empire <laughs> if you're on live you see me wave my hands <laughs> i'm waving my hands for those who are listening <laughs> my god it's just like we were we we've had previous generations that want us to do these things but then once we actually start to do them it's just like yo what's going on why aren't you doing what we tell you it's because well you gave us years and years and years of history and movies and pop culture of comic books that shaped us that formed us and told us that we have have to push against the authority right yes we still have the the 
ever so often idiotic quote unquote TV shows Without like a doubt. SpongeBob and things like that and Fairly Odd Parents and stuff and, and all those TV shows are just like are are pure entertainment. Right. But then you have all the other shows like Avatar, The Last Airbender, you have mm-hmm. um and I can't even like Adventure Time, Steven Universe, all these shows that are like are are fighting these big wars and our action sequences and are teaching us, our kids, us, our kids and our future generations, these valuable lessons of being the change. But then when you want us to do it, it's just like, why? <laughs> and I mean, that's the thing, man. And that's what happened to my at my job, right? Like that, like I got terminated because I was bringing up conversation points about the organization that they did not like. And these things were deemed as inappropriate to discuss as my, I guess it was above my pay grade, so to speak, to try and like have these conversations. I mean, and, and I know you, it's up to you if you want to say it on the podcast, but I know what you told me. Right. And I, mean, is, I'm not, I don't have is, to is a detail. Right. Like, you know, but like, but what you told me, what they did to you was a crock of shit. I mean. Straight up. That's, that's. <laughs> Your opinion, and I appreciate your opinion. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I people are welcome to ha- if people want to like contact me offline or direct message me. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I got people you. want to direct message me about that. I'm happy to talk about it more. <laughs> I love that part out. But um, no, I, I think that like when I lean on these superhero films or now like series on uh, Disney Plus to for the guidance, I, I I'm. I'm right now. I've been drawn to Loki. Of course, because of like course. thinking about how he changes so much, but rem- manages to remain authentic. Like that's the thing, right? Like Loki is still Loki at the end of it, mm-hmm. but he's even more Loki than he was, and he's a better Loki. I'm saying no. I'm saying he definitely changed for the better because of the, like, it's not the adventure just- that he went on. It's not like he is, you know, like at the beginning of it, it's right after the New York sequence and he's like killing people, right? Like, and just like. <laughs> for the fun of it. For indiscriminately. No matter who you are, what your but age like, is. And he's not even like considering it, like why he's doing it. But by the time we're done with it, yes, he may still be a killer, but at least he ha- he's rooted and grounded in his identity and why it's necessary for him to act the way that he acts and like it's i think that it's it's a commentary on accepting yourself and Mm -hmm. accepting the things that you may not necessarily like the most about yourself Mm -hmm. but still liking yourself at the end of the day because those things are a part of you right and i mean that's that's that was loki that's loki as crap man because like i mean that was that was the main the message as a whole is like Loki had to learn, and I mean, they made it quite literally. Loki had to learn how to love himself. <laughs> that that was the whole point of the show. He finally did uh, until the end, and we can talk about that on my weekly blurb. Um, you know, that, all that ramifications for the the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse is sure people are calling it sure. But yeah, that that story as a whole, he and I mean, this is our our main our main Loki too before the events of the Loki TV show. Loki has been battling depression since Thor, since the first Thor movie. Our, our MCU Loki. He's been battling depression because he 
he finds out he's adopted. Yep. He's not. He feels like he's not fully loved. Yep. He doesn't. He isn't shown full love from. He his never family. feels like he's living up to the expectations that that his father, quote unquote, wants him to be. Right. And he he's battling that all throughout the whole Infinity Saga. Yeah. Up until phase, Endgame. Pretty much phase one, all of Phase one. Well, no, I mean the whole Infinity Saga. Like like I said before, Loki before the Loki TV show, he's been, he's battling depression all the way up to Thor Ragnarok. Right. And yeah, that's like, fair. Up that's until so that fair. last conversation when they're in the elevator, right before they do. Uh, yeah, the brother, the brother thing where he's where he's being thrown by Thor. They right. That last right. series. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, called? Get help. Get help. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that like, like I said, that last conversation, Thor was when Thor was just done with Loki. Right. It's like he said, "I never hated you. I've always loved you as a brother." And right. Loki, hearing that for the first time, finally felt validated. As a fa- as, a, as family a family member. member, yeah. And that's that's the that's the true burden of being Loki is like. And, I, and God, I resonate with Loki so much. It's like just trying to find your place in this world. Trying to find your glorious purpose. And I mean, your your boy over here, me, I, I mean, I, you know, I was adopted by my grandparents. Like, right. they raised me. And I mean, like, I can, Indeed. I can resonate with Loki in the sense that, like, he, he was adopted, right? Like, he, he didn't, he was not raised by the... The Frost Giants. The Frost Giants. He wasn't raised by his parents. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, this man is really modeling for me what it's like to battle with your own demons and still and still try and be the best person you know how to be yeah that is it's such an incredible journey for me to like observe because i'm and like thinking about it now like while we're talking about it it's it's inspirational it really is like it it, to watch him and to know what Loki was doing in basically in the MCU verse like five years ago, like 12 years ago, to know where he is now. I mean, it, it's it's impactful to know that that even Loki can change. Right. And I, right. <laughs> Period. I mean, like it, it, it and to change for the better. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it, it's it's what I love about um backstory arcs it's what i love about um especially when you get a backstory arc on like cruella or you know for a villain mm-hmm. that we're seeing because you see what why the way why they are the way they right, are exactly yeah and, and and then like it informs you know how they will begin to progress if you know they if they choose to i mean and i i forgot which movie or tv show or thing i read that quoted this <laughs> but no it, it the quote is literally every. You do be reading a lot of things, a lot, <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's basically saying that every every villain is a hero in their own story, right? And that's essentially how all these villains, not just Loki, but all all these villains, this is how they feel when they're doing the things they do as their respective villains in these respective movies. Being the antagonist, they think that they're doing most of the time. They think they're doing something for the better. For the better cause of the world, the world, yeah, and that's why they're doing it, and that's most villains in general. Other, it's than- interesting to assume best, assume best intent for a villain, mm-hmm. because like, but that's very humanizing, right? Like, right, it's that's not, that. and that's the crazy thing is <laughs> like that's what makes them human. Is that well, and, and that's the that's the weird thing about like what's new in present in movies and TV nowadays that wasn't present twenty years ago. 
people like twenty years ago, a villain was just a villain to be a villain, and right. like, it was never like, <laughs> you never got no backstory information as to what led them to that point. No, like my mother never loved me, or or it, I never yeah. got a hug, a hug from daddy or dad love. Right, but now we're really getting these humanizing elements to villainy. That I think, that's why a lot of people like resonate with the villains. Without a doubt, and I mean like a villain. People should be able to relate to villains because I think that, like, they draw out a particular characteristic of, of humanity mm-hmm. that we all have. That we all relate to. But, it, but like, you know, 20 years ago, it wasn't okay to relate to the villains. It wasn't... Well, because they're bad for the sake of being bad. Now it's, they're but bad like, for the sake of... And that's bad for your mental health, man. Yeah. Like, it's bad to, to think that in these absolutes... That, like, there's just a good guy or just a bad guy. Oh, nothing's the, not, the nothing's literal, in black and white anymore. The, no, it's not. And, like, I mean, like, TV shows like The Boys and in, 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 uh, and Invincible. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they continue to, sh- to allow us to live in a gray area when it comes to existence as humans and as people in society. And I just, I think that, like, the sooner the world catches up to that, the better off we will be. I think that's a valid point to end on. I think so. And as we always say, especially on episode 20, we can go on and on. As always, we can go on and on. Uh, but what we're going to do now is take a uh, quick break from the podcast to uh, hear a word from our sponsor, Anchor, and then we will be right back with the weekly blurb. We will be right back, guys. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's time for the 20th <laughs> weekly blurb. I am going I first. Go, I can go first. It's your turn this week. I can go first. So we've been racking our brains about what my weekly blurb is going to be, and it's going to be a little bit of a combo between the Emmy nominations that came out this week as well as one of my favorite TV shows that has been nominated for an Emmy that is available on Apple TV Plus called Ted Lasso, starring Jason Jason Sudeikis, who I often confuse with Ed Helms, but it's Jason Sudeikis. Um, I still don't see how, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a personal thing that I, they act in a lot of similar type buddy comedies very similar to like the style of the happy madison films they're in a lot of those kinds of style of movies and so like they're in um where the millers together and frankly whenever they're in like and i think that's where my uh root like comes together for them is like jason (laughs) zanakis and ed helms are both in that movie just playing two very playing like one's the antagonist one's the protagonist in the film it's always and, like, like I always get them mixed up. <laughs> Maybe they're variants. Maybe I think it's possible. But if you all haven't gotten a chance to check out the nominations that came out, uh, it is rife with a lot of our favorite streaming content, such as WandaVision, Hamilton, The Queen's Gambit, Shameless. Uh, Hacks, which is on HBO Max. Do you have Shameless a guess? Still, apparently, Shameless even has a yeah. Uh, outstanding lead actor in a comedy ster- series, William H Macy for Shameless. 
He plays yeah, Frank. He plays Frank. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's apparently Shameless is still relevant, which I find. I mean, he's just finished. I, 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 but I tuned out at season seven personally. I got to season nine, maybe. There you go. Yeah, it, I just couldn't deal with the Gallagher's and their and their mess Ooh. like every single season. Um, got obviously things like This Is Us, Lovecraft Country, Bridgerton up for debate, as well as The Crown and a few others. But folks, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out Jason Sudeikis' Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus, if you have Apple TV Plus available to you, I highly recommend it. Um, it comes at a time where we don't have a new Office type series. We don't have a new Parks and Rec type series available. And it really does a great job at filling the void with high energy positivity and um, team building. I think that it prioritizes all of those things in every single episode. Okay. Although it is based around a plot that you would not typically think might have all of those things. It's based in the, the, the plot is that Ted Lasso, a former American football coach has been hired by a English premier league pro uh, soccer club, football club, if you will. And asked to football and asked to coach it. And obviously there are surrounding circumstances that lead Ted Lasso to travel across the pond and coach a soccer team of all, of all things. Mm -hmm. And those are things that are within his life and outside of his life uh, that are impacting the program unbeknownst to Ted Lasso. Hmm. And so it's fun to see how the challenges that are occurring unbeknownst to Jason Sudeikis' character and uh, also beknownst to him um, come to a head and end up creating a really awesome first season. I mean, there's a lot of good reasons why I think that this, this show got nominated for so many different things or so many different award choices. Let me get finished scrolling. I mean, Jason Sudeikis was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. It's also shown up in an Outstanding Comedy Series in general, uh, as well as, I think, one other category. But, folks, if you haven't gotten the opportunity to check it out, please do. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. We're guaranteed a second season um, it's got not many well-known actors and actresses other than Jason Sudeikis featured okay. in it, but they're all talented. They're all comical. They're also uh, the ones that you want to love. You really do fall in love with them, and the ones that you hate uh, and are annoying, You by the end of the first season, you see them grow. And that's always encouraging. And that's kind of the theme of the entire series is growth. Because growth through adversity, growth through um, team building. And so I, when I feel low and I feel down, it's a show that I really recommend that will lift your spirits. Because Jason Sudeikis brings this southern charm to staunchy England. And it is endearing. I will definitely uh, 
consider it. I know you you maybe promised two episodes. We will see. Okay. So yeah. But that's my weekly blurb. Uh, what about you, Jeremy? What you got? So, we've made it. Episode 20 of Blurred Survival Guide. Season, season finale, finale of Loki. Loki. It just passed. It, and what a finale it was. What a finale. My God. Of course, you always know, the show came out on uh, Wednesday. It is Sunday when we record the podcast. There is no episode coming up this week. But by the time this episode of Blurred Survival Guide comes out, you should have watched the season finale of Loki. Yes, or have caught up to a certain point. Um, spoilers ahead. I'm, I'm, I was calm this time. <laughs> I didn't one breath it or anything. I had to make sure. Because this, like I said, this uh, this finale was bonkers. It, I mean, it's a roller coaster of emotion. Man, you, it, you, <laughs> you, you, you're ready for good things to happen and bad things to happen, and you don't know where, that where it, or when it's going to happen. Where or when that's going to happen the entire episode. <laughs> Especially in a show about time. I, I know, right? <laughs> until the end. Like, right up until the very end, you're just like, well, what's going to happen? But uh, no, uh, quick synopsis of episode six of Loki. Uh, we are literally seconds after they finally enchanted the Eliath and are entering what is now known as Chronopolis, uh, which is a fictional place from the comics. Um, but it's a castle where the lead of the uh, TVA and whoever has been behind the TVA has been this entire time. Um, we get to it. We find out that Jonathan Majors, who you all know from Lovecraft Country as the uh, the main protagonist from there, uh, is the, the man behind the curtain, if you will, the Willy Wonka, the wizard. Yep. Of uh, of this Oz and Chocolate Factory, and the episode he he essentially just carried the rest of this episode. He explains everything that has happened and will happen up until a certain point where they pass the, thresh, the threshold, and he has no control or no. He power. has no idea what's 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 going on or what happened, and he's just at the behest of uh of the time Loki lines. and Sylvie. Yep, and. This show, this this show as a whole, it definitely was the one that set up the the multiverse that we are all about to get ready to see. Um, oh, buddy! Like I said, Jonathan Majors he carried the hell out of this episode. What's crazy is you really thought that the lo- the multiverse was happening when lo- when Sylvie sent all the uh, the bombs into the city. Oh yeah, you right? thought, yeah, like, you you thought, thought that's what it was. was it? Yeah. Nah, it it, it, it it happened when uh when Sylvie like I said, spoilers had spoilers. Uh when Sylvie killed uh Kane. We we don't know his name per se. Uh, all the, the writers and and everyone says that it is Kane. Because, uh, like he's, said, he's like in the in the in the scene, he's like, I've been a cronk conqueror, a destroyer. Yeah, he said I've been called a destroyer, I've been called a conqueror, many things like that. That's what gives you the, the idea that he the is context. Kane. Um, I don't have the context. He's just, he's the he's Kang, and because he's he's known like the comics ver- the comics book accurate name is Kang the Conqueror, and Jonathan Majors he's he's letting you know like he's letting us the the people know as well as Sylvie and Loki that he was a variant of Kang the Conqueror. He was actually 
the prime, the the, the initial right came from the thirty first century, um, who may or may not be Nathaniel Richards, who was a descendant of Reed Richards, aka Mister Fantastic. Oh, yeah. So this, like I said, this episode set up Fantastic Four, set up the multiverse, set up. Ant-Man and the uh, Wasp with Quantumania set up Doctor Strange. It just set up probably Shang-Chi, too, with, uh, with Abomination, because Abomination looks comic accurate, which means it may not be the same Abomination, Abomination from, from Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Uh, but also, like I said, this, 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 this episode, it was... I keep saying that each episode was my favorite. This one was my absolute favorite, only because Jonathan Majors... I'm going to keep repeating myself. He carried this episode. He... His monologue throughout the entire episode, where you can see that he was a man that has been stuck, basically stuck in a cubicle for millions of years. Yeah. And it's finally, he is a broken man only because he's been trapped and having to keep the sacred timeline sacred. That has been his main job for eons and centuries and decades and years and years and years. And you can see that this man was on the cusp of breaking, of just going completely insane until he finally found. He said it was supposed to be the the one person I was supposed to take over his job. It turned out to be two. and But still one. Yeah, but still one because they all fought for it. And uh, Loki, he finally, and we talked about it earlier in the episode that um, Loki was depressed and he had to deal with his depression. He finally got to a point where he was happy. And that happiness was betrayed once Sylvie pushed him through the time, uh, time door. Kisses him. Yeah, they, they kiss. They kiss I, and, did yeah. you? I made a. I made an expression the second that I was like, oh, when I saw him kiss, I was like, it, I was happy. Well, I was about it's about fucking time. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm ready for it. Yeah, no, it was. But I, I was like, oh, yeah, it's it, happened. And then she pushed him. I was like, oh, oh right. Yeah. So sad. Instantly sad for him. It was sad. And then it gets even sadder when like you see him running through the TVA, and then you look up and, and you realize. Well, it's, no, you don't look up. It's he's he's talking to. As far as uh, he knows, it's the he's talking to Mobius. No, he's talking to Mobius and and uh, Agent B fifteen, and let him know that they released the monster. They released Kang, and uh, he's about to destroy all these multiverses. And there's mm-hmm. nothing we can do about it because the timeline is not free. Mobius, who we all know and knew, knew every inch and personality trait of Loki from the get go. Turn around, I was like, "Hey, are you a, are you an advisor? Because uh, who are you? What, didn't what's even going know, on? Didn't, didn't know his name. Him. Yeah, that's how you knew someone was up. And they were like, "Hey, we need to bring some people down here because this guy is going crazy." Turn around, we look up. It turns out that Kang the Conqueror is the we we the timekeeper. Yeah, is he what is it the timekeeper. Like. Yeah. And, the 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 glass has shattered. We are we are in full multiverse mode now. Just uh, immediately, the that, so quick. Yeah, the theory is that Sylvie pushed him into a different timeline. I mean, that's what it seems like. Yeah. I mean, like, and she might. And the thing is, like, she might not have even known that like she was pushing him into a different nah, timeline. She thought he was pushing him back to the TV. Back, yeah, exactly. Like we know yeah, where you're. Yeah. We're sitting because they were beyond time, right? Like, so exactly. at that point, do so they? The, I mean, I guess like the time pads don't really like work. The well, same, maybe. They would still be on time. It was just at this, at this point in time, there was only one timeline that you could be pushed to. Right. Even though it was still within and without time. Right. Um, sorry about that if you hear that in the background. Um, <laughs> but the t- but because Sylvie created the multiverse by killing, by killing Kang, turns out that he was going, that he kept it safe and had all of these other variants that were trying to break in are out breaking in yeah they're on they're out now and 
that just caused everything to kind of f up, and we're we're getting deep into stage four now. It'll be very fascinating to see where the series goes. Because we did get point. approved for season two. You saw the post, the end credit scene. And I mean, it's going to be very integral to the 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 multiverse of madness, mm-hmm. as well as probably the. I mean, I guess at this point, phase five, probably. Yeah, phase four, phase five. Um, I mean, it said, basically it said, there was a bunch of memes and TikToks that said Sylvie has set up the next 10 years of Marvel right. with that with her killing <coughs> this version of Kang the Conqueror. Right, right. And so we we will be... Uh, we'll like be in I, for it. Yeah, we'll <laughs> I mean, we'll be in for a treat for the next decade yeah, of we'll, Marvel films. We'll be able films. to share our, our kids. We'll be able to see this in families. <laughs> Yeah, but the amount uh, of money that they're just gonna be ready for. Yeah, but uh, like I said, we appreciate you guys for listening. This was our twentieth episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, we look forward to bringing you these episodes each week. We're gonna have some bigger and better stuff coming as the episodes progress. Please like, follow, and share. Um, we would love to hear about you know your favorite films, your favorite. Uh, TV streaming services and uh, limited series. Um, just give us some ideas for maybe for us to watch. But until then, remember to follow us on all of our social media platforms uh, on Instagram at Blurred Survival Guide, on Twitter at Blurred Guide, on Facebook at Blurred Survival Guide, and you can even email us at Blurred Survival Guide at gmail.com. You can also follow us on our social, on our personal socials at jbear3295. At jw02283. And keep surviving, everybody. Listen to the theme song. Two guys in the mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blue Survival Guide. Two guys in the mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blue Survival Guide. God. Hey! Oh! It's the blessing of God. <laughs> <laughs>